Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Ben Speaks. I am your mostly forgettable host, Chris Blakeman. And uh, I'm going to attempt to preempt the State of the Union with what I believe actually should be said. The State of the Union is weak and divided. The state of the government is bloated and overarching. The state of the economy is failing and inflation is running rampant. We have several issues that are creating a negative drag on this society that we call the United States of America. We are now living in a world where if you declare yourself a patriot, you will be viewed with cynicism and in many cases disgust. As all eyes are on what's going on in Ukraine, Ukraine citizens are giving the world a clinic on patriotism. But here in the United States, for many intents and purposes, you are the enemy of the state if you so choose to label yourself a patriot currently in front of the people's house the capitol building there is a wall that will disallow any of the people to gain entrance into that area that we refer to as the people's house security is very high as it always is for the State of the Union, but never like this. Our southern border is very wide open, easily accessible, and without the security forces that we now see at the Capitol. The ruling class in this country has never been stronger, while the middle class are floundering and flailing. Gas prices are out of control. And why is that? Well, for the same reason that we cannot protect Ukraine, the last bastion of freedom separating Russia and Europe, is the same reason why our gas prices are so incredibly high. We now outsource our energy to the enemy. Russia has declared itself the enemy of liberty and freedom, and we have hamstrung ourselves with progressive policies so that we're reliant on the enemy to provide us with the energy that we so desperately need. We have in great abundance, but for the sake of punishing its people to attempt to control the climate, We are now just okay with the fact that we rely on the enemy to supply us with the, with the oil that we need to function as a society. The state of the union is weak and divided. The state of your government is bloated and overarching for two years. Now we have attempted to rely on the state, uh, the state to keep us abreast about the COVID situation and all we've been handed is one lie after another 
when it would have been very easy and understandable for your government to simply say, we don't know. But instead, we were handed mandates. We were crippling our economy to protect the strong. The children have been masked for the last two years, even though we know that they are the least likely to suffer from this COVID virus. After the most recent numbers come out, we have now discovered that the mortality rate of COVID-19 is far below a half of 1%. We have severely damaged the economy of this nation. And then to continue the insult, we have destroyed the one thing that could have made us more resilient and that was being energy dependent, independent. The former administration did a fantastic job of creating energy independence to watch this new administration completely pull it out from underneath our feet. Now, a great many of you are very confused as to how this energy independence works. We do not create the type of oil that creates gasoline. We do create the kind of oil that is found in every single thing in your house, every single thing in your car, every single thing that can be touched, smelt, tasted. Our oil is just as valuable as the oil that is used for fuels, whether it be heating fuel or whether it be fuels for vehicles. The lie that is being told by these climate alarmists that somehow we are fast forwarding the, the devastation clock, the, the end of the world clock by continuing to, you know, allow ourselves a, a, um, a lifestyle that is comfortable and, and happy and mobile and independent is, is, is so horribly rotting the fiber of, of our society. You see, you're being lied to and so many are just accepting of the lie. Do human beings contribute to climate change? Yes, that goes without saying. There has always been a change of climate. Some joke and say we call it seasons. But for billions of years, the climate has been changing. And by and large, all the extinction events have not a one of them been caused by a human footprint or a carbon footprint or by carbon at all. You see, the earth is a giant planet. It's massive. These uh, intellectual types that um, think they're the brightest things that walk into a room, they rely on the dimness of wit of the people that they're surrounded by to buy their bullshit. And now we have policymakers that are so in love with the idea of destroying the planet in the search for rare earth minerals to create a renewable energy source that they, the irony has no effect on them. When we have massive quantities of oil and until the, until the technology comes along, 
that allows us to more rapidly transition from one source of fuel to another, our governments are punishing us and forcing untried and untrue methods of creating electricity, just like they forced an untried and untrue vaccine upon this country. And we are only now learning that there will be side effects. There will be costs to that. People in this country are referring to us that have not been vaccinated as true bloods. The state of the union is weak and divided. And the more we travel down this road of division and polarization, the more we're willing to accept the lies, the more we're willing to continue to vote in these frauds and hucksters, grifters, suck hustlers, race pimps, the more we will continue to be weak and divided. Tonight, President Biden will be giving the State of the Union address to the United States. And everything inside of me says that he will do everything he can to dodge the culpability that he should be taking for a great many of the things that suffer this country. He has a perfect opportunity right now to say, you know what, in light of recent events, we need to take a step back and punt on these energy policies and we need to readdress the fact that it was better for us to be energy independent. But he will not do that. He will not buck his party. With them, it's all about the party. Capital T, capital P, the party. He has a wonderful opportunity right now to present the case that in 1994, the United States and Britain uh, took part in a treaty with Ukraine, a nuclear non-proliferation treaty that promised Ukraine, if you give Russia back its nuclear weapons, if you free your country of the shackles of having nuclear weapons to protect yourself with, the United States and Great Britain will be there for you should Russia ever be aggressive towards you. Well, we're a week long into a Russian invasion right now, and the United States has done nothing. That treaty... It says nothing about just sanctions. It does not it does not say anything about half-hearted sanctions. It it expressly states that we would come to the aid of Ukraine. I am not a warmonger. I do not appreciate war. I also did not write this treaty and I also did not make this agreement. But damn it, when I make an agreement with somebody that becomes my responsibility. When, when I made an agreement with the Lord to become a father, that became my responsibility, no matter how much sometimes I was too tired, or no, no matter how much I was spread too thin, like butter across bread. I still have to live up to my obligations. How is it that we are to expect that our country is to be strong and unified when we are held to a totally different 
set of expectations than our own government. Our own government can spend money as if it's nothing and go into double digits, uh, trillions of dollars in debt. If we go into hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt, we can be in bankruptcy. And if you try that twice, you will go to prison. It is a felony. If we say that we are going to have a mortgage for a home and then we decide not to do that, then we are delinquent on our agreement. And we are punished by having that home taken away from us, our credit destroyed, and being left homeless. Our government gets involved in these treaties and they only seem to be honoring the agreements that aren't treaties. There's a difference between the JCPOA, which was an agreement by a president without consent of Congress, and then there's the treaty that we signed with Ukraine for nuclear non-proliferation. These treaties are are backed by and and ratified by Congress. That means that when 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 Russia attacks a country that we have a treaty with and we are the ones that say we will provide you with protection and then we we don't do it then that means we are delinquent and we're defaulting on our treaty that makes us look like bitches there is a couple of schools of thought here but one this wouldn't have happened under the former administration because it did not happen under the former administration. It would not have happened now if that same president was in office. But it happened under this president. So take a very close look at what's going on, China. And know this, Taiwan is yours. The people of Taiwan might put up a valiant fight, but China do not expect the United States to get involved whatsoever because we are weak and we are divided. We do not have a backbone anymore. We are no longer the great United States of America world cop. Uh, walk softly, carry a big stick. We don't do that anymore. We don't do that anymore. We are a weak country now. We are hopelessly lost. We have some of the worst leadership. We pander to the lowest common denominator. We pander to mental illness. We pander to those who would put themselves willingly into a victimhood class. We no longer acknowledge and applaud strength, honor, respect. We only honor weakness We give trophies to everyone. We have successfully destroyed the fabric of Western culture. The state of our union is weak and divided. The state of your government is bloated and overarching. And the people of the United States are stuck footing the bill. And with that being said... I look forward to listening to what this incredibly incompetent leader has to say tonight. Because 
in my heart, I'm hoping that he sees the writing on the wall and that his political party sees how, how this is a domino effect, how weakness is a domino effect. If he wanted to cripple Russia, he could easily do it by tearing down all the regulations that we have right now on drilling for oil in this country. In the short term, what we could do is cease buying Russian oil. And and if we're going to buy it from a despot, well, Venezuela's got lots of light crude. You know, if we're going to put it, if we're going to put taxpayer money into the, into the hands of a despot, why not, why not uh, shop local? Why not send it to somebody who isn't uh, invading a, a peaceful Democrat country, democratic country. We could get our oil from Venezuela very easily. Um, I, I, I would say we could get it from Iran, but they have this little bit of a death to America problem. And they think that Jerusalem should be completely wiped off the map. So Iran's kind of put themselves in a position where they're off the menu, but we have options. None of these options are easy but they are viable options. If this president decides to split ways with his party and start making sense, I'm open to listening. I'm opening, I'm open to trying to understand. I would be impressed by the idea that this president would actually start dealing in the realm of reason and logic and step outside of the realm of the John Kerry's of the world who are more concerned about the carbon footprint being left on the earth by this war than the actual loss of life. You see, energy is something in this modern era that is something worth going to war over. It's something worth protecting your investments over. It will continue to happen. And the more that we're reliant on all these other nations to supply us and keep us upright, the more we can't take the steps necessary to put down a despot. We can't go the extra mile right now with Russia because we're reliant on Russia. We've doubled our imports from Russia over the last two years. We are overwhelmingly reliant on Russian oil right now because we've villainized our own industry. What in the hell does it matter if we're driving our cars with American oil that's or, or using American oil to, to, to trade on the open market, to get foreign oil for our gasoline or, or, or importing it from the enemy. There's a huge difference. This wouldn't have happened four years ago or three years ago because Russia wasn't making money like they are right now on their oil to, to fund their war. Oil prices are going up now. Russia will make even more money off of this. What are we doing? At some point, reality has to strike home. There will be a time when, when we will have technology and and only that technology and that technology will only be created by a free and open enterprise society like a capitalistic one like ours it will only be created 
through capitalism. But we do not live in Star Trek times right now where you can just simply put some LED lights on the back of something and it and it propels you along. We don't we don't live in a dilithium crystal world. We don't live in a fantasy. And in the meantime, we, we have to be reasonable. The people who get hurt the most from these wicked ideals and these feel-good save the weather propaganda and legislation are the poorer people or the middle class. We we get hurt the most. Those those the people, the elites, they can afford to have alternative means. And they don't even feel like they need to abide by these new ideals anyways. They they just go about they they're they're being brought around in their SUVs and, and they're flying in their fly private planes and they're, they're on their mega yachts and stuff like that. And they're proclaiming that, you know, the people need to, you know, stop being so wasteful. Well, they're the most wasteful people on the planet. We have to, we have to collectively get past this mental illness of, you know, we need it all and we need it all right now. No, we need, we need some middle ground here. Emissions controls have come a long way over the last 50 years. It's not as if the internal combustion engine is ruining this planet. Horrible leftist ideology has been the scourge of this planet for centuries. I'd like to introduce you to the 20th century, where leftism has destroyed hundreds of thousands of lives. And here we are now. They're just doing it with a different a different makeup. The State of the Union is weak and divided. And it's causing people anxiety. The State of the Union is going to create a lot of unintended consequences. I love this country. I love my family. I love my friends. I love my lifestyle. We can be good stewards of our environment without being destructive. But there will always be destructive forces no matter what. And we cannot live in a fairy tale. So, with this State of the Union tonight, I'll be very interested to see how much longer this fairy tale can hold up. Because inflation continues to rise. Things are not getting better. They're not getting built. And we're not coming back. We need another Make America Great Again moment. I do believe the left is illuminating itself very, very clearly on the world stage. And I applaud the Germans and their about face. And there's more on that to come. But we need to give up this fantasy. And we need to start making life a little bit more livable for everybody that's out there busting their ass every single day.
and this president is not getting it done and this state of this union is weak and divided and with that i want to thank you for listening to another episode of ben speaks